Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Feckin' Metal. I'm your host, Fergal Trainer. Now, last week I had a bit of fun with the listener. Uh, I played a little game. I played a little game. Um, going for a jigsaw there. I, no, not a jigsaw. Jigsaw the villain from Saw. Fucking hell. I uh, put in a song at the end of my Ireland Rocks episode and I said it was from a new band in Ireland. I, I've been speaking to the singer recently and that's not entirely incorrect. Sometimes I do talk to myself. And because yes, uh, the singer of that band was in fact me, as Andy Byrne pointed out on Facebook very astutely. Uh, not Facebook, sorry, on Twitter uh, very astutely. That, uh, yeah, it was me singing in that. He said he recognised my voice from having listened to many episodes of the feckin' check-in and Two-Face Fake Snakes and, and of course, um, feckin' metal, um, all available on the feckin' check-in podcast network. Yeah, it was me. It was me all along. Uh, it reminds me of this clip of Vince McMahon revealing himself to be the greater power in the WWF in 1999. Here we go! Who could it be? Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe there weren't millions of people watching like there were back then, uh, as Stone Cold Steve Austin stood there looking shocked. But uh, fair play, Andy, you um, you got me there, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just a bit of a, a bit of fun. I put up a poll during the week as well, seeing what people thought of it. I didn't want to tell people that it was my song last week because I felt that there might be some bias in the actual opinions of people who voted in the poll. So um, it seemed like uh, about 50% of people thought it was uh, pretty good, 20% thought it was okay, and 30% thought it was pretty poor, which is good. It's nice to get an honest bit of feedback from people because when you tell your friends, oh, I'm in a band, I've got a new song, they're like, oh, yeah, it's great, yeah. But they're not really going to be honest with you, are they? Uh, So there, that was interesting, an interesting little experiment. Anyway, yeah, sorry, I don't want to take up loads of this episode with that, but um, we're called Freak Pointing. The uh, as I speak, uh, well, today now let's say that today is Friday. As I speak, we have the song up on Bandcamp and uh, Freak Pointing, and the song is called Joke. So you can have a look at that if you want. If you want, no obligation, of course. Um, Andy uh, said that he found the song to be an earworm, which I took as very high praise indeed. Um, so yeah, it got me thinking about a theme for this episode, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, before that, I just want to talk about some. Uh, some things that I um, want to uh, discuss. So the song, sorry, the song by the band uh, Freak Pointing, it's not really metal, but it's hard rock. Um, and I, as I always said, this is a metal and hard rock uh, podcast. And something else that's not quite metal, but it's hard rock, is Neil Young and Crazy Horse and their new, newly released archival live album, uh, Way Down in the Rust Bucket. Uh, I'm a massive Neil Young fan of his, as I've said many times, and this is um, an album that was recorded in 1990 when they were just debuting the material for the album Ragged Glory, uh, which I played 
a song from i think on another episode when it was neil's 75th birthday that's one of my favorite albums it's very heavy if you're thinking of neil young and you're thinking oh heart of gold or whatever uh, folky kind of 70s music well you'd be half right you know he plays that type of stuff he also plays very heavy guitar oriented solo driven heavy rock as well and that's what i love about neil young and crazy horse i'm gonna play a, a bit of a song here it's called surfer joe and mo the sleaze it's a bit of a deep cut for neil young and this is track two on way down in the rust bucket Okay, so um, yeah, I ordered that from Terror Records. There's still a couple of Terror Records branches in Dublin. And um, I ordered that from Terror Records and it was delivered the other day. I also ordered the, the Neil Young Archives box set. Um, it's a 10 CD box set and it arrived and it had a big tear in the packaging, which was a bit disheartening, you know, when you open your, your package from the postman, you want it to be shiny and new and you want to devour the contents and go through it and whatever and there was this big tear in the packaging and i emailed tear records straight away and i said thank you for the speedy delivery um but the archives box set has a, a noticeable tear in it is there any chance i could get this returned and get a new copy sent out and they got back to me almost immediately and they were like yeah i'm really sorry about that um we will send the new one out to you tomorrow and we will send you a postage paid envelope and uh, sticker with it so you can send us back that one and i was very impressed with the excellent customer service from terror records so i know a lot of people from ireland listen to this if you're not from ireland then this is kind of irrelevant to you but it's going to bring me to a broader point in a second uh, but i was very impressed with the customer service from terror records so fair play to terror records for doing that uh, there's a lot of trust based in the customer as well a trust that i'm going to send that other one back <laughs> you know <laughs> you could always keep it and uh and they could get onto you and you could say, oh, it must have got lost in the post or whatever. We've we've all been on the receiving end of that from the other side, um, I'm sure, at some point. But uh, obviously, I will send it back. I'm not, I don't I have no need to have a torn Neil Young Archives Volume 2 box set, the second copy of it. Um, so I will send it back. But I was very impressed with the customer service. And I had another interaction recently with a website called King's Road Merch. And they specialize in rock and heavy metal. Uh, merchandise for the most part although they do also sell some other stuff they sell uh, some tom white stuff as well and so a few other unusual artists but um king's road merchant they used to be the sole distributor for uh, bands um that jarvis leatherby is involved in such as night demon visigoth and um Sirith Ungle. those 
bands have now got different distribution for the merchandise in the US, but it still does serve as their EU uh, and Europe distribution uh, website for the merchandise. And I bought a Sirith Ungol hoodie from King's Road Merch several months ago, and I bought a large. And when it arrived, um, firstly, it wasn't that large for a large like i've ordered t-shirts and hoodies from the site before and the sizes were what you would expect but this wasn't too large and i thought to myself this is not really big enough i just wanted a bit more given it but then as i looked more closely at it i noticed that uh the paint from the logo had obviously been folded into the shoulder of the hoodie in packaging and the paint was obviously not dry because the paint from the logo had pressed off onto the shoulder so there was paint residue all over the shoulder several different specks of white paint from the from the logo from the Sirathunga logo which was white and you couldn't pick it off like it was embedded into the hoodie like like part of the logo would be and i contacted them back uh, and i said look firstly I, the size is quite small and secondly there's some residual paint that seems to have been due to the fact that the the ink wasn't dry in it because i know they produce these things to order they're not just taking them off like a a, a warehouse shelf they produce them to order so, so i mentioned these two points to the, to the person the customer service he said i'm very sorry we'll send you out a new one and don't bother sending us back the other one you can keep it or give it to somebody as a gift if you like and i thought that was excellent customer service from king's road merch and the overall point i want to make other than just calling out those two companies for being great at what they do is uh this seems to be a theme I've noticed and I've heard from other people as well, um, maybe during lockdown more so, that companies have, have really upped their game with customer service. And I feel like you do need to up your game nowadays because everything is true mail order. You know, people aren't going into shops. But I, I'm still very impressed when I see people being reasonable, nice and decent and doing the decent thing immediately when there is um, an error or some kind of fault with the product. And, and again, there's a lot of trust put into that like i sent photos of my sarah dungle hoodie but i mean i could have just flicked some toothpaste on it and they would have been none the wiser (laughs) and i didn't i didn't do that but there's an idea for an unscrupulous merchandise purchaser maybe uh, in the future but yeah there you go anyway sorry lengthy rant there about um i don't know if it's a rant actually when i'm speaking positively about something a positive rant about good customer service i received recently and was very happy with terror records and king's road merch so now earworms i mentioned earlier andy said it was sounded it said the song was an earworm so something that sticks in your ear or probably based on an actual real creature i don't know i haven't looked that up but it's a it's a word i only learned actually a couple of years ago i was sitting beside a guy in work a friend of mine now um peter and uh we were talking about the theme tune to uh, Reeling in the Years, which is a TV program in Ireland, which uh, takes news footage and news stories from a particular year in history and compiles them into a 30-minute highlights package of that year in the media. So, for example, you might get Reeling in the Years 1965, and it will give you news broadcast footage and that type of stuff from 1965 and show you lots of images and video. It's, and it's a brilliant program. And the... Uh, theme tune for the um for the show is called reeling in the ears and it's by steely dan and i didn't know that i just knew the opening riff because they don't put in any of the lyrics they just go again if you're not from ireland i'm really sorry about this but i mean you might at least know the song anyway but anyway yeah he was like yeah it's a real earworm isn't it and i was like what's an earworm and then he explained to me what it was so um i i found that was high praise indeed to have the song 
the freak pointing song be called an earworm and it got me thinking of a theme for this episode of feckin metal while i put together an arc that we won't be mentioning um but uh, and that is the theme of earworms in heavy metal because there are so many songs over the years that i've got stuck in my head and they have often then ended up as my most played song on Spotify that year. Um, and I was looking back through my Spotify playlists for my most played songs, and there's a huge um, number of songs that just got stuck in my head for maybe five or six months or three or four months. And I haven't actually gone back and revisited a lot of these, but when I did, it was such a pleasure to do it because they're catchy as fuck and they're really good songs and they're all either hard rock or heavy metal so i'm going to play a selection of those on this episode and the first song on my earworms selection is by a danish band called volbeat who have been releasing albums since around 2005 this one is called for evid and it's on the album seal the deal and let's boogie which was released in 2016 now this has a combination of english and danish lyrics and the chorus is in danish but it's so catchy it was stuck in my head for a full year i reckon um, and made it to the top of my spotify playlists uh, for two years in a row um this was released on that album as i said seal the deal and let's boogie but on the deluxe version of the album released later they did release a song called the bliss which is the same song but it has the chorus in english or has an english chorus i'm not sure if it's a direct translation but it's not nearly as good so here's the original version called for evid released in 2016 stuff that was volbeat there with for evid and if that's in your head for the next 12 months i'm sorry but uh you know it could be something worse so moving on this is a band that uh, i have seen live once uh, they supported metallica at slain castle back in 2019 i'm gonna say i think it was 2019 it's hard to remember anymore what happened in the past or recent present recent blah. anyway um it's uh called a band called ghost i'm sure you're familiar with them uh, a, a divisive band maybe uh, are they metal probably not are they hard rock i reckon definitely are they pop somewhat um but this is a song that was on a, an ep uh, out a few years ago and it's the title track um no it's not the title track is it hold on a second 
Yeah, sorry, the release was called Pope Star and it was an EP in 2016. And this is the song Square Hammer from that EP. a bit of ghost there from 2016 uh, some people said ghost got a bit too poppy after this you know well to each their own um how much pop you like in your rock and how melodic and almost earwormy you like it to be uh, but this um next song is also a ghost song and it's from a release called seven inches of satanic panic which was a single out in 2019 there were two tracks on that and uh, this one is called mary on a cross and uh this is probably about as syrupy as I want my rock music to be, but this is just the right amount. Ghost there with uh, Mariana Cross from um, the Seven Inches of Satanic Panic. What a great name for a single, <laughs> I think. Uh, lots of innuendo there, innuendo. Uh, in an interesting live update, I'm a bit out of breath because I just ran down the stairs because the postman had come with my uh, newly delivered Neil Young Archives Volume 2 box set replacement for the damaged copy I received, and uh, it's in perfect condition. And I've never seen a package packaged so... Um, so well so they weren't taking any risks this time i've got a lifetime supply of bubble wrap here now um but uh, moving on with the earworms uh, actually just a short note on ghost i was supposed to see them in um 2016 at download uh, when i went to see iron maiden and black sabbath and they bloody well cancelled only the day before uh which was so disappointing and i can't remember it was a really flimsy excuse but i would have loved to have seen them in that environment maybe during them during the day or maybe late afternoon rather than supporting metallica because uh, i felt that they were very out of place at the metallica concert um i didn't really think there were too many ghost fans in the in the crowd and it was a shame because i really wanted to see them but um it just wasn't their crowd it wasn't their show and i could see 
Tobias or whatever his fucking name is now. His character's name I can't remember. I see. I could see he was working hard and he was he was doing his best, but it just didn't really seem right. It didn't seem like the right fit. A bit of an unusual fit, I thought, for a support act for Metallica at a big stadium show. Anyway, yeah, that was a shame that they cancelled. Glad I got to see them again. I didn't bother going to see them in Dublin later on that year, but um, maybe again in the future sometime. Anyway, that's enough of Ghost. Uh, the next song is by a band called The Struts. Uh, this band are, I'd say they're, they're more hard rock, you know, than heavy metal as well, but uh, they had um, they had a, an album out a few years ago. Uh, it was out in 2016, called Everybody Wants, and this was a, a single that preceded the album, I think, but I can't find the, the official release information, but uh, I think it was out before the album. I remember hearing it anyway, I think, before the album was out. The single is called Could Have Been Me. This is an English band. They've been going for the last several years now. They've supported some pretty big acts in the UK. And uh, this is another earworm, this time from The Struts. It's Could Have Been Me. Don't wanna live as an untold story Rather go out in a blaze of glory I can't hear you I don't fear you I live now cause the bad dialogues Dodging bullets with your broken past I can't hear you Great stuff there from the struts. I'm going to move on to another band uh, that I played recently on my power metal episode, which was actually a very popular episode. I am sometimes surprised by the stats, the download figures, uh, when they come in, because often uh, an episode with just me talking nonsense on my own to no one has a far a far greater number of downloads than um, an episode where I'd have a guest and the guest might share that episode on social media. And I always expect those guest ones to uh, to do better. But sometimes they don't. And the power metal one was an example of that. People seem to like that one. So um, thanks for listening to that. And sharing it, I assume. Because I don't know how it got all the extra downloads that it did. But it did. So some of you must have shared it or retweeted it or whatever. Or maybe advised people to listen to it or something. But uh, if you did, thanks very much for that. I mentioned a band on that episode, uh, they are called Powerwolf, they're from Germany, they've been, I think their first album was 2005, so they've been around for a good 16 years at this point, and previously I did play a song from that album, I played Mr. Sinister, Um, but that I mentioned at the time was not really representative of the actual Powerwolf sound, it was a much darker sounding song uh, released on their first album, Uh, but they went into a more of a European melodic happy sounding power metal later on in the career uh, and one of the songs i mentioned that is extremely well known from Powerwolf is from the 2011 album blood of the saints the song is about vampirism and it's called we drink your blood Drink your blood and the midnight sky 
Brilliant. Brilliant song there by Powerwolf. Uh, a great live band if you ever get the chance to see them. Um, probably more likely on mainland Europe, I reckon. Uh, they're that type of metal that appeals to people in Germany and Sweden and, you know, Scandinavia and whatever. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think they've ever come to Ireland. I'm not sure if they've played the UK or not. But um, keep an eye out for them. Their stage show is very good. They're dressed up, you know, in all the werewolf regalia. And uh, they're just generally a really entertaining band, if you're into that type of thing, I suppose. But I assume lots of you are seeing Joel listen to that Power Metal episode. So there you go. It's Powerwolf. Um, and I just have a listen to their stuff. They have some great... Um, some great songs there just even in their their top five most played in spotify which is is often a very good place to start with a band like that where they have a, a big discography sanctified with dynamite demons are girl's best friend die die crucify these are all songs that are definitely going to be in their live set Um, actually they're all on the same album um which was kind of their big breakthrough uh blood of the saints but um yeah g- give them a listen they're they're good lads um yes so let's move on uh, another band who I saw at um, Sabaton Open Air. This is a recurring team, 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 team. God, I'm so hung up on that. Thanks, Uncle Steve. Um, this is a recurring team in my episodes now where uh, I, I mentioned bands that I saw at Sabaton Open Air, but that festival has really opened my eyes, not just to power metal, but to bands who are larger, bigger, have a bigger following in mainland Europe than they would in the UK or Ireland. Um and they, they would often play at Sabaton Open Air. So an example of that would be like uh, um, Udo Dirk Schneider, UDO. Uh, another example is this band, DAD, previously called Disneyland After Dark. Uh, but they had to change the name because there was a bit of an L lawsuit, as you might expect when you name yourself after one of the largest uh, media conglomerates in the world. So these guys, again, are Danish and this song is called Sleeping My Day Away, and it's actually quite an old song. It was on their 1989 album, No Fuel Left for the Pilgrim. So this is some excellent Danish hard rock from DAD called Sleeping My Day Away. Danish band on the list and a really good band to see live if you ever get the chance to see them probably probably at some European festival I reckon oh my god the fucking postman never stops coming hold on postman there again oh, ridiculous stuff I don't know about you that's you plural the listener Z. Um, but 
the uh, lockdown has just been a, a succession of postal deliveries for the last 12 months. Uh, for me, anyway, I share it with the housemate and yeah, which has just been package after package running up and down the stairs all day. Uh, there's no need to run either, I don't know, but I seem to. I seem to always run down and then run back up. It's kind of a compulsion. I like, don't know where it comes from. Anyway, uh, let's continue on. Let's plow ahead here. This song is one of the catchiest songs I've ever heard in my life. And it's definitely heavy metal, but it's in the new metal category. And it's a song that will be familiar to everybody. But just to give a bit of variety to the show and maybe to give a bit of um, an insight into where I was at the time. Uh, so Linkin Park became... Uh, a huge sensation when they released Hybrid Theory back in 2000. And at that time, I was... I don't even think I was listening to Guns N' Roses or, or anything like that. Um, I was kind of in a transitional period of my music listening. I was getting into a bit of rock, would have been listening to some of my brother's stuff, whatever. But I was also lo- watching a lot of MTV. And uh, this was... Um, this was a, a very popular album back then, but I was kind of in denial about how much I liked it. I would, I'd look at it and be like, oh, Linkin Park, they're shit. They're really just, just screamy kind of rapping kind of bullshit. Um, but on the sly, I actually really liked it. And um, I was really drawn in by the, the vocals, <laughs> the, the, the clean singing vocals like um, from Chester Bennington. And uh, I just, I think it was only, it was only in like, it was only a few years later when I found um, that I could admit that I actually really liked the song. And I think there was a bit of that around when I was younger, where it was like, oh, you might actually like something, but you pretended you didn't. And I, I ditched it fairly quickly, but there was definitely a period in my life where I definitely didn't admit to liking some songs. And then I suppose as you get a bit older, you just kind of ditch all of that and you go, actually, I don't give a fuck. You know what? I do like Linkin Park, I do like Hybrid Theory, and I certainly like the song In The End, because if any song was ever a candidate for being an earworm, it's this. Oh, I know. Time is a valuable thing. Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings. Watch it count down to the end of the day. The clock takes life away. It's so unreal. Didn't look out below. Watch the time go right out the window. Trying to hold on to didn't even know. I wasted it all just to watch you go. I kept everything inside and even though I tried, it all fell apart. What it meant to be will eventually be a memory of a time I tried so Brilliant stuff there, and, and very nostalgic for me to hear that song. Uh, and a couple of other bands from around that time uh, that, that come to mind are um, Papa Roach, and uh, um, also the one that uh, I was listening to Uncle Steve's recent episode there, Don McIntyre mentioned, Evanescence. They had so many songs around the early 2000s that were just, um, they were certainly earworms as well, but just really catchy metal from that time that often gets overlooked, I think, now, um, because it came and went. It had its time and it came and went. But there was a lot of good music in there as well, and some songs that have stood the test of time. They don't, to me anyway, they don't sound dated. Um, All right, so uh, second last on my my list of earworms is uh, by the band Fozzy. Again, a very divisive band. Uh, This is fronted by the professional wrestler Chris Jericho. 
Uh, I'm a big wrestling fan as well. Some of you might know that. I throw in the odd wrestling reference. Obviously, I threw in it earlier in the episode. Uh, but um, when I first heard Chris Jericho was in a band, I was saying to myself, right, well, this will be awful. And I actually went to see them in 2005. They played um, a place in Dublin called the Voodoo Lounge, which is a very, very small venue. And Chris was at the height of his wrestling stardom at that point. He'd actually left WWE, as it was called then, um, to pursue a career in music and, and just to take a break from professional wrestling. He ended up coming back a couple of years later and is still wrestling now to this day into his 50s and quite well, actually, I might say. Um, but uh, when I went to see Judas, or not Judas, when I went to see Fozzie, I wasn't expecting much. And it was a decent club gig. It felt like a, it felt like a band on the up, but, but that were kind of just starting out, which is, I suppose is what they were. But it was strange to me because I'd been used to watching Chris Jericho in front of tens of thousands of people at the likes of WrestleMania or something like that. And uh, seeing him up, up close and personal was, it was a novelty, but that's about all it was. It, it, it certainly wasn't a memorable show musically. And I didn't go out and buy a lot of fuzzy albums after that. But I think over the years, they've actually got a lot better at coming up with songs. Now I know they've used some outside songwriters and stuff, but I think Chris has, um, I think Chris Jericho has become a better singer. And I think they're nearly at the point now where they're credible musicians. And it's not always now just saying, Fozzie featuring professional wrestler Chris Jericho, you'll actually just see them being mentioned as a band. And I think they even supported Iron Maiden at a show not so long ago. Um, So this song is their most popular song. Uh, It was a kind of a breakthrough, but late career breakthrough for them. It was from the album of the same name that was Judas, released in 2017. This is the title track called Judas, and this is a fucking banger. Last but certainly not least is uh, it's now time for something completely different. So I've played you a lot of um, power metal, uh, some stuff that definitely borders on pop, um, and some very very questionable choices there. In at the end, maybe for some some listeners of my podcast, which I claim on my Twitter bio focuses on the new wave of traditional heavy metal and there's certainly none of that in here um well i say with a specific focus on i think something something like that some empty promise um but this is a a band who were hugely influential but maybe not very popular in their day actually maybe not very popular until the end of their career which happened a couple of years ago unfortunately when singer and band leader mark the shark shelton died suddenly after a show um but this is by a band called manila road and this is from the 1983 album called crystal logic this song is necropolis the jungle by the river sticks i'm 
journeyed long and far this day, lurking shadows in the parapets. Will never make me turn away, dark and city veil and crimson mist. Into midtime without decay, never thought it would be like this. It feels like I'm living inside a dream, but my mind tells me I'm lost in the crowd. Lost in the crowd. There's some heavy metal from an American band. Uh, I suppose you'd call it U.S. power metal. Uh, Manila Road, very influential. Um, the band UFO used to be referred to as your favorite band's favorite band, but I think um, when you get into the likes of new wave of traditional heavy metal, I think Manila Road are probably a lot of people's favorite band's favorite band. I know it's certainly Jake Rogers from Visigoth's favorite band. He says Manila Road are the reason the Visigoth exists at all. Um, so there you go and I have some good memories about this song so I went up to Belfast to see Iron Maiden play on the um, the Legacy of the Beast tour back in 2018 and I met a guy who I know from actually bumping into him on the way back from an Iron Maiden gig in 2016 and he does listen to this at least sometimes anyway his name's Arcadi uh, maybe he doesn't want me revealing his name I don't know well tough shit um but i met him in the airport in gothenburg on the way back from iron maiden and then i've seen him at lots of gigs over the years he goes to basically every heavy metal gig in ireland <laughs> and many many gigs abroad and i was on i was on the way up to um, belfast i saw him in the train station and we got to the train up to belfast and a, an actual bus an unplanned bus they kicked us off the train and threw us onto a bus anyway we were there was a lot of hanging around before the show, so we were hanging around in my hotel room, and he was putting YouTube on the TV, and he put on Manila Road, Necropolis, and I wasn't too familiar with the band at that point, and I, I, I think I had heard that song before, but not too many others. He also put on a Chastain song as well, and um, Alejandra, a listener of the show, was recommending Chastain to me recently, and I went and listened to a good few Chastain songs, but it brought me back to that day uh, in the hotel before Iron Maiden, killing time, drinking a beer. Well, I was anyway. Um, Arcadi doesn't drink, but I was drinking a beer, listening to Manila Road, Chastain, and I think maybe Liege Lord as well, I think he put on. But it was a lot of this obscure stuff. He was like showing me stuff, recommending me stuff that he thought I wouldn't know but would be interested in. And uh, that was definitely one of them. Now, I have listened to Manila Road a decent bit since then, but again, I wouldn't consider myself a huge fan because there's such a vast discography and only some of it's available on streaming platforms. And as far as I can gather, even only some of it is available physically as well. They're one of those bands where it seems like there were a lot of different record companies involved and there's probably rights issues with the catalogue and stuff like that. But anyway, they're definitely worth a listen. They were very good up until the end. They had an album called To Kill a King, which was out towards the end of their career. And um, there's an excellent song on that. Give me one second. Yeah, To Kill a King. Uh, there's an excellent excellent song on that called In the Wake. Actually, I'm just going to put a bit of that, put that on as well. Why not? Um, this represents later period manila road but uh so this is 2017 compared to 1983 but as you can hear they still had it uh, this is in the wake also filled with hate they sank it's the fate under god to kill us all Burning us from God 
All right, so um, this episode is called Earworms and Earnestness. So here comes the earnestness. Um, heavy metal is somewhere I feel like I belong. And uh, from listening to a lot of episodes of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, specifically the Don McIntyre one recently, where he mentioned just the feeling of belonging and the feeling of talking to people where you have something in common with them and that instant bond that it creates. That's something that uh, is the it's the best part about going to concerts and festivals and being a fan of heavy metal to me it's being it feels like i'm part of a team or part of a club or something like that so especially being an iron maiden fan as as listeners to this podcast maybe and, and some of my other podcasts will know i was never interested in sport uh don't watch any football or rugby or gaa or gaelic if you're from ireland and I never did growing up, so I used to find it hard to fit in with people. I always had friends, but um, I was a bit of a loner in my interests sometimes. I did have one friend, Kevin, who liked heavy metal as well. But um, other than that, like, yeah, if I was in a, a job maybe sometimes, or if I was in a different group of people, or even within my own family, it was, I felt like a bit of an outsider. And it wasn't until I got a bit older and I started going to more shows and festivals. And then even after that when I when I realized I could actually just go to things on my own and uh, I could just talk to people and there was a natural connection with them and in many times there was an instant connection with them and it's like it, I like a lot of different music as I mentioned at the start I like Neil Young I like David Bowie I like pop I like some other completely unexpected stuff probably like as I said on Melissa's podcast, I like Morrissey, I like the Divine Comedy. But metal to me is like the whole package. It's the music, the shows, the people, the artwork, even the fashion. Uh, and I'm talking about the t-shirts mainly, as I've been putting up on Twitter. It's been part of a scene. And it's that is what keeps me listening to heavy metal, going to heavy metal shows, listening to podcasts with people on them who are talking about heavy metal, just talking about being a fan of heavy metal. I could listen to that stuff for the rest of my life and Uncle Steve actually put up something on Twitter there recently which was a quote from somebody talking about being a fan of bands and it's not how many albums you own and how much of the lyrics you know and how many times you've seen them live but if you just like the music you're a fan of that band and I fully agree with that when I was when I was younger I might have been a bit of a dick about some of those things I think maybe like the type of person who might have said something like oh they're not a real fan or they're wearing a t-shirt but they're not a real fan whatever you know that type of thing i really really try to ditch that as i get older because when you meet people and when you get talking to people you realize and i said this on twitter you, you realize you have way more things in common than things uh that divide you and that's the beauty of heavy metal and that's the reason i'm, I'm sharing all my t-shirts on, on facebook or stop saying facebook on twitter as well is that it's just I, I want to share this with people and converse with them and engage with them and connect with them. And if I put up something and somebody says, yes, I watched that band and I saw them in New York in 2009, you know, that's that's a connection you make with a person. And it's based on the fact that you're just wearing a heavy metal T-shirt. And I, I think that's great. And I love it. So that's the earnestness. <laughs> I just wanted to say all that. I feel like I've said parts of that here and there on Twitter and little snippets in other podcasts or on other people's podcasts. But I wanted to consolidate all of that into a into a, a verbal dump there. But that's how I feel and that's what keeps me doing this podcast and that's what I love about 
the connections I've made with people on Twitter and from other podcasts. It's the whole package deal of heavy metal. It's everything about it that I love and it keeps me invested and keeps me coming back. And on that note, I'm going to play you some songs by heavy metal bands that are simply about heavy metal. And the first one is by a band that I just mentioned a few minutes ago. It's Visigoth. This is from their 2015 album, The Revenant King. And this is basically about being a fan of heavy metal bands and how we might not know each other, but we're all still part of a brotherhood. And to a non-metal fan, that might sound cheesy, but I would equate it with maybe being a Liverpool fan and going to watch Liverpool in Anfield and you let's say you travel over from Ireland and you're standing beside somebody you've never met before and Liverpool scored and you jump up with enthusiasm and you put your arm around the person that you're standing beside you maybe you hug them I don't know I've never done this <laughs> but I but I know people who have that type of bond and connection that's what I can relate it to um if you're maybe not a fan and I don't know why you're listening to this but I know one or two people maybe and they might be um but that that's what um that's what I talk that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So this song is called Iron Brotherhood by Visigoth. So that's both an earworm and an earnest song. Uh, so sorry, we're onto the earnest songs now. Uh, but this ticks the boxes for both earwormness and earnestness. I'm making up words here now. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, yeah. So oh, I like. I, I was about to say the phrase. I can't recommend them enough. I'm sure I could recommend them enough. I'm sure at some point I'd reach the threshold of enough. But um, I heavily recommend Visigoth if you haven't listened to them. How about that? Especially if you like Iron Maiden. And if you like Manila Road there as well. They do a cover of that song actually on that album. Uh, but just in general, if you like melodic heavy metal with really good guitar and harmonies and hooks and bridges and instrumental passages, um, I, they're like, they're, to me, they're the best band out there doing that at the moment. So there you go. If, you, if you've only started listening to my podcast recently, maybe you haven't heard me going on about them, but I have gone on about them, but maybe it hasn't been... Uh, it's been a while since I've done it, so they're due another another reference there. So there you go, Visigoth uh, from the Revenant King in 2015. Now, maybe one of the songs that epitomizes this earnestness, this brotherhood that I'm talking about, is the song Blood Brothers by Iron Maiden. And I'm sure you all know this song, but I'm going to stick on a live version here of Blood Brothers. This is from the Book of Souls live chapter. And what a, what a part of the show this was for everybody who went to that tour. Uh, great memories of this song. I've discussed them before, no need to repeat them here. But this is Blood Brothers by Iron Maiden. 
just another song about belonging and being part of something and being brothers with people maybe you've never met before in your life and Bruce I felt delivered that so well on those shows on that tour and the band as well in general but um, I think we were all rooting for Bruce back then because he returned from cancer and he had you know had his brush with death maybe and this was a lovely way to come back out for the encore and god the feelings in the crowd, it was tangible. You could feel it from people who were just standing beside you. Um, it was powerful, and I saw four shows on that tour, and every single time, that was a powerful, powerful song. Anyway, uh, next, this is a song again, just about heavy metal, and this one is very on the nose. <laughs> uh, it doesn't dress it up in any fancy language. Um, it doesn't try to be anything it's not. This is from the band Iron Saviour, um, and it's from the 2011 album The Landing. This was a song I used to listen to in the gym, actually, when I used to go to the gym back when they were open, or back before I injured my back and I was able to run on the treadmill for extended periods of time. But um, this song is called Heavy Metal Never Dies, and it is basically... It does what it says on the tin, to use a tired old phrase. Um, and that's from an ad for Ranseal Quick Drying Wood Stain, if you're not from Ireland or the UK. <laughs> oh yeah, so here's Heavy Metal Never Dies by Iron Saviour. Rain is pouring, the wind is howling, the skies are dark and dim. Something's got a hold of you and drains you from within. Alright, to finish this out, I'm going to play maybe the definitive song. I've already said that about something else, haven't I? Well, it's... So both can't be definitive. Okay, I'm going to play a great song that encapsulates what I'm talking about here. It's from Saxon, and it's from the 1981 album Denim and Leather. It's, of course, the title track, which is about 
wearing denim and leather and being a fan of heavy metal. Again, it's very on the nose, but it captures uh, culture perfectly. And I don't know if it's ever been captured any better. I'm going to finish it out with this and I'm going to finish off the episode on this. I'm going to play out on it. Um, I know I said I'm not mentioning the arc, but I did do some interviews during the week. They're stocking up, they're piling up and I'm getting there. Um, So bear with me and I'll give you maybe another update on that in a couple of weeks time. Maybe it'll be ready. Uh, Okay, so this is Saxon with Denim and Leather from 1981 uh, and it's the album of the same name, Denim and Leather. And I'll see you next time. Wearing denim, wearing 
Yeah